now, welcome to the Ray Millennial Show, starring Ray the Millennial. And it's recording, okay. Alright, and welcome to the Ray Millennial Show with your favorite millennial, Ray the Millennial. And today I have my good friend Pedro Torres from He Went Rogue. Now, Pedro, before we get started, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Okay, yeah. So uh, what he just mentioned was He Went Rogue. It's a YouTube channel that I started. And, you know, kind of about me, it kind of popped up out of nowhere, this YouTube channel. I was trying to figure out what to do, so I threw it together. But me in general, I'm just this dreamer. Always been a dreamer. Growing up, always was like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. I'm not going to work. And so from there, I just, you know, kept looking for ideas to, um, you know, to get some income, not sitting in nine to five. And, you know, all these different things just came to me, you know, stocks, uh, crypto, uh, Amazon affiliates, you know, Amazon selling like, all these random things, um, art. And that's why my channel is called He Went Rogue, because I'm just going rogue and doing whatever I want, you know, making videos on whatever. And... Yeah, I'm 35 years old, so I'm still trying to figure life out, and I think I'm going to do that until I die. I think that's awesome, man. You sound like uh, an entrepreneur. You have a very entrepreneurial mindset. Um, yeah, same here, man. Uh, I worked in the uh, uh, as an x-ray tech. I was in eight years professionally and two years as a student, and... Uh, you know, it started with Joe Rogan, this this show, but, you know, Sam Tripoli is, is the one that really uh, has motivated me. Like, that guy has eight shows. If he can do eight shows, I can do one show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that was uh, your, I'm sorry. Your big, um, as far as your biggest motivation to do this was seeing Joe Rogan and some of the other people. They kind of influenced you to go off on your own. And I'm assuming you quit your job or are you still working that job? <laughs> well, see, that's that's the tricky part because I I uh, quit my job right now. I am unemployed, but um, I mean, I think I might have to apply here pretty soon. But th that's a tricky thing, and uh, I don't know. This might get me blacklisted. But uh, <laughs> the more I work in healthcare, the more I realize like I I would rather be a part of something else. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like you at the moment, like I'm, I'm entering my thirties. I just turned 30 and I'm still kind of trying to figure things out, which, you know, it, when I was, uh, when I had graduated, I'm like, okay, cool. I have a full-time job. I'm set for life. But then, yeah. uh, the more I got involved with it, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure if I don't want to be involved with this anymore. So. Yeah. And I think, uh, in the beginning, so you're, you know, when you're 16, you're like, I need a job and I'll be set. So you get a job and they give you minimum wage, maybe. Let's just say you're making eight twenty five an hour. And then you're like, I'm set. But then your your life slowly changes and you're like, Well, now I need ten. And then right. now I need fifteen and then twenty and then thirty. And a lot of people don't make it up to thirty or even twenty and above. And then I wanna say in my thirties was when I was like, it is money the most important thing? Because I'm losing a lot of years of my life sitting in a cubicle. And now that's where I am. So currently I'm in IT. So I do 40 hours at a job. I have bosses and things like that. But now I'm just wondering, 
is it worth it? Right, right. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm right with you. And um, uh, I'm also into very much into spirituality, and we can get that into that in a sec. But I think uh, right now we're going through uh, what's called the Great Awakening. We're entering the age of Aquarius. And uh, I don't know, man, the more I... The, the more I look around, the more I realize that people are, um, it, it's the narrative is not as the news paints it. It's, it's, there have been a lot of people that uh, are independent in their thought. And, um, I don't know. They, they're just, they're just more and more free thinkers are popping up. Yeah. Uh, I see that happening and I've heard that term, uh, the age of, or year of Aquarius. What is it again exactly? The age of Aquarius. Yeah, I, I don't understand what that means. A lot of people have been telling me that. And could you fill me in kind of what, what exactly that means? Okay, so uh, do you want the short answer or the long answer? Because, well, let me uh, let me give you the, the what? However you want to give it. Okay. So um, at first I didn't realize, I didn't, you know, if you were to ask me 10 years ago, like any of this stuff, like, like all this hippy dippy bullshit. Like I, you know, I'm an x-ray tech, like, uh, you know, very much left brained. You know, I, I go along with, uh, the instructions. I follow step by step. Um, but so if you were to tell me like, even like five years ago, I would not have believed you. So I, at first time I heard age of Aquarius, I'm like, okay, whatever. That's, that's some hippie bullshit. But, uh, the more I learned about it and I, and I know you said you were, learning about stocks and uh the more i learned about it the more i realized like it's not a coincidence because uh, uh basically everything happens in cycles and the scientific explanation for that is the position of the planets the position of the moon electromagnetism and changes in barometric pressure so that i know there's a lot of people that are kind of skeptical they, they need that kind of evidence and um even cycles is called heterotics economics, but um, so the age of Aquarius is based off the astrological calendar, which uh, has well, I mean, it's been used by the ancients, by the Mayans, by the Egyptians to, uh, for thousands of years. And I, what's more crazier to me is not that they used it thousands of years ago. What's crazier is that we don't use it nowadays. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people like me don't want to put um, my faith into this mystical world where planets align. I want to be in control of everything I do. And so that's why I'm like, it's bullshit. But I, I mean, I didn't delve into this deep enough to even know what any of that stuff means. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and again, we, we met through jujitsu, right? Like, um, but, and what I find interesting about jujitsu is the types of personality of the people that get into jujitsu. And, uh, from what I observed, I think, you know, jujitsu practitioners are very much doers. They're very much independent thinkers and yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think they have more, more of a, an initiative mindset, like you were saying. Yeah. From, from my perspective, when I met, everyone at jujitsu. So it wasn't my idea to join jujitsu. And a lot of people I've met too, it's not their idea either. They didn't sit on a computer and like, 
I want to learn. I mean, it's a part of fighting. So it's one of those weird things. Like who's going to search that? I want to learn how to roll on the ground and grapple. Not many people are going to do that. They usually hear it from a friend or from a podcast. They're trying to get into shape, which that's initiative right there. I need to get in shape and I don't want to be bored. And so like all these things combined. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it brings those types of people that want to better their life. And that goes along with, um, you know, regular nine to five jobs that goes with financial stability, you know, their health and their body. Uh, it, it's just a great place to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with all that. Um, so yeah, it's, and, and the reason I got into jujitsu was because of uh, Joe Rogan and uh, like I say in my other podcasts, like you might you might argue that podcasts are just wards, but I, I feel like it's these wards that initiate thought, and these thoughts, you know, lead to action. So that I think that more than anything got me into podcasting, and um, you know, right now, like I said, I've, uh, I'm figuring a couple things out, but I do want to get back to uh, to uh, jujitsu. And are we allowed to say the name of the gym? I don't, I don't know the rules. I don't, I don't see why not. Oh yeah. Well, Cobrina and professor Hector Vasquez. Yeah. Um, so right now you're a blue belt. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm one of those disappearing blue belts that everyone, you know, talks about and jokes oh. about. Right? <laughs> and for the people that don't know, it's usually once you hit blue belt, it's, you know, it's a first step up and then either you quit or you know you you go on and continue um and it's just it's just a thing you know it, it's one of those roadblocks to see if you're really dedicated and you can keep going and unfortunately i was one of those people that not gave up fully but it was, took a break and that break really stopped the momentum yeah i don't, I don't see wrong with the break i mean like the journey is as long as you want to make it um yeah. for me i, I feel like jujitsu has really helped me uh you know, on another aspects of, of outside of the gym where it, it has made my kind of mindset ha, has become very fluid. It has become very observant. I'm, I'm more observant of how people move, the kind of movements they make. I don't know. It's weird. That's like, and especially because I work in healthcare, like I can, like, if you see someone walking down the hallway and they have kind of a limp going on, like, okay, they have a bad knee or they have a bad hip. It, <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah so so some of the so jujitsu was kind of one of the things i did because of podcasting i also started to meditate and um i was i was gonna ask is that something you also did you also meditate no i don't believe in meditation oh, why is that? there's no logical backing because i never tried it right so it's one of those things where you look at just kind of like yoga okay and at least we know yoga you know, it's good for stretching and everything, but meditation is one of those things. It's not tangible. I can't see anything happening. If I look at someone who meditated, they're just going to tell me all the benefits and you won't really know until you do it. And unfortunately I just haven't done it. <laughs> so, right. Right. No, I mean, I'm just looking from like your channel and, um, and you seem like a kind of like a left brain, very technical kind of person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like to think I'm all over the place with just everything in life. Um, 
I try things and if I like them, I stick with them. Um, but it's that sticking part. That's really hard for me. Okay. It's one of the, I try a lot of things and I quit a lot of things. Um, and meditation hasn't, hasn't hit that yet. Maybe I'll try it one day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and, uh, you said, you mentioned you were in a cover band. Is that correct? Yeah. So that was one thing. So as you see, I have all these you know, I have guitars. If you're listening, there are guitars, drums, everything's in the, the back of me. Um, it was one of those things. I always loved music. I grew up playing the saxophone and it just came naturally to me. So, um, then my musical choice changed. I wasn't into, you know, certain genres and I started liking metal and, you know, rock. And so I was like, ditch the saxophone. I need a guitar. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you play all those instruments in the background? The drums um, and the guitar and the... So drums are my weakest. Okay. Uh, I play guitar mainly. Bass I filled in for. So I played live on bass a couple of times, you know, made some money um, and then learned the hard way that turning a hobby into a job kind of kills some of the joy. Right. And that's what happened. And that's why I, now I kind of do it as a hobby. Um, I would love to play for people again, but when they're, when they're giving you $20 each person and you're spending hours to memorize these songs, right. Just not worth it. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I, uh, like I said, I think, uh, we're moving towards an age where people, uh, are more value their time more. And, um, if I can go back and talk to myself, like even like five years ago, I'd, or even like 10 years ago, I'd be, I tell myself like, it's, you know, a job is basically what a job for me is a transaction of labor for money. You give your labor and you get money in return and that's all yeah. it is. And, uh, for, uh, I mean, I know these the older generations, they spend their lives at a place and they dedicate themselves. And what ends up happening is they spend more time in at a job than they do at home. So yeah. how can you really, how can someone really get to know themselves when, you know, they're surrounded by all these opinions, all these thoughts, all these energies, that's not theirs, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I might've lost you there, but. No, I, I mean, I, I see that. Um, and we, like you said, we trade our, I, I call it just time, labor, time, whatever. We trade that away for some money. Um, and then our brains, I mean, this is how I kind of interpret what you're saying. So our brains are so focused on, you know, going to work, um, focusing on our actual job and the people we meet at the job, we're not talking to them and getting to know them as people. It's tools at that point. Right. HR, the girl in HR, she needs to make sure she gets her stuff done for me. And that's basically it. Right. Small talk, all these random things, you know, throughout the job. Um, they happen and it just distracts you from what you really want to do, whether that be, you know, uh, do some sort of self meditation, whether that be just reading a book, listening to music, just sitting there in silence. You know, we just don't have time to do any of that stuff. And jobs, unfortunately, just get in the way. Right. Now, so seeing as you're older than me it, and uh, seeing as I recently turned 30, um, so, so, I was going to ask, do you, have you seen, or have you been cognizant of like the changes from when you were in your mid twenties up to until now, or what would you say? Would you say like uh, the, the brain matures? 
I, for me, I mature very slowly. Okay. And it's always, it's always been that way. Okay. So even growing up, so I'll be in like high school, you know, loving watching original like Pokemon and then I'd become, you know, in my twenties and stuff, still kind of, uh, going through life as a kid. And so it's so slow. And I want to say, I finally figured out most of the stuff in the past couple years. So some big changes were, uh, career driven because before I would just, you know, go to a job, no call, no show, you know, I wouldn't pay my bills, rack up all this credit card debt. You know, I would do all those things that, you know, people would consider childish because I'm not looking towards the future. Uh, I would do a lot of things and, and this is still happening to this day. I would do a lot of things for women (laughs) (laughs) And, and that's a big one. So when I'm in my twenties, I'd sacrifice time to go hang out with women. I want them to like me. I'll dress a certain way so they'll like me. I'll pretend to be a certain way. I'll change who I am just for the option of having her. <laughs> and and it, it kept happening. And so little things like, uh, I want to say maybe four or five years ago, bought a car, you know, a Mustang convertible, you know, V8. It was nice. Not for me. I don't even like Mustangs. I bought it to appeal to women. And right. that was my last big thing that I did. And, and now once you stop doing things for other people, whether it be for women or uh, for your parents or something, that was a big change. And in the past couple of years, because now I'm like, I'm doing this for me. And in my twenties, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that's great, man. Um, I think it's healthy to, um, to hear about others and hear about what they're doing in life. Cause, uh, you know, and it's, it's part of the reason why I, I also started this show is because, um, again, going back to uh, the workplace, like the workplace, yeah, you, you might you might talk to somebody, but you won't get to know them on a personal level, what drives their decisions. And uh, to me, it, this has been a huge step, uh, really, and, uh, well, moving forward, <laughs> I'm... Yeah. Uh, moving forward, I'm, I'm kind of worried about like if if any of this, what I'm saying, if any of my opinions, any of, any of my thoughts might get me like again blackballed from from getting a job or not. Isn't and isn't that like crazy though? Like you you can't have certain thoughts and you can't say certain things. So in essence, you're muting who you are. Yeah. For a job for money. But, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want to say that that restricts you too. So we talk about going to work, the nine to five, you have bosses and everything. Um, and like you said, you're starting this podcast and you're kind of worried about what to say and you're walking on eggshells. Egg so in a way you still have a boss and you're restricted, right? you know, with your podcast and it's, it's a terrible feeling. I know I've, I've thought of the same thing. So on, on my uh, channel, it, originally, I was going to do, you know, covers and lessons on guitar, reviewing certain products. And then I got this idea of doing a, you know, Joe Rogan-esque talk. And I did one with Jeff, one of the, the black belts at our gym. And we had some strong opinions there on certain things. Okay. We talked a little bit about COVID in one. And it was our first one, so we're trying to feel out how this all worked. Um, and then we had one about 
you know, like bad acceptance and things like that. And it got to a point where I'm like, should I take those videos down? Right. I don't and want the wrong people to see it and then unsubscribe or stop following me or hating me. Um, I didn't take them down, but I, I know the feeling of wanting to censor yourself. Right. And um, I I was thinking about going onto YouTube, but um, like I'm, I'm, again, I'm big on censorship. And after doing a little bit of research, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Odyssey. Um, it, but it uses like a kind of a, what's it called? Blockchain technology to monetize content. And I think, uh, so websites like Odyssey and Rockfin, which as was founded by a wrestler, uh, these are kind of alternative websites to people that, uh, cause if I don't want to scare you, but <laughs> YouTube scares the shit out of me. I I'm gonna be honest right now. Like, like if like you have the founder saying like that like she she's just straight up bragging about how she gets to censor people um yeah. so i i rather that's why i'm i'm not on youtube i not I, not that i have anything against youtube um for people that are on youtube but it's just like i i've started uploading on odyssey i'll see how that goes and uh, i don't know if you also heard of uh, rockfin and rockfin's a little bit different uh because you more or less have to apply uh it's, it's more of an application process and but uh, for Rockfin what what separates Rockfin from Odyssey is that Rockfin you already need a fan base and that makes sense because they want you to bring you and all your fans towards yeah. uh, that platform so that they can have higher numbers okay makes sense um, for me on YouTube do I like censorship no I think anyone could uh, you know should be able to say what they want, but at the same time, you know, YouTube's not a right. I understand it's owned by someone. They can tell us what to do on their platform. Well, I, I have, I'd have to disagree with you there because uh, if you think about like the telephone when it came out, right? Everyone needs a telephone to conduct business. A telephone is a utility, and these, uh, and and I don't know if you're going to post this on YouTube or not, but these uh, technocracies that basically. Uh, they ha they hold a monopoly on communication. They should be considered more of utility than they should than it is a privately owned company. And that's just me. <laughs> so I would agree with you if there weren't alternatives. Like you, there's other YouTube like websites that are just not big, and right. most people go to YouTube. And YouTube is free. So we're asking someone who owns something to give you something for free and you don't want them to control it. So I agree with the censorship. Uh -huh. It's the right to censor. I don't believe that, you know, we should be. And I don't see how that helps YouTube in the long run because who cares if there's controversial stuff, they're still making money. Right. You, you know, like, I don't see what's, what's the big deal, why they have to, you know, in, enforce that. But to me, if more people cared, they could just jump on the decentralized platforms like uh, and, and do that. Just no one cares. <laughs> I think that's kind of what's you know keeping YouTube so big. Right. And have Have you ever run into trouble with like like the comment section? Do you stop and read the comments and then like you see like some someone trying to troll you? Is that? So when I started, and I think this is for everyone. You start something like YouTube or a podcast or a website. You're always. Um, you're always refreshing the page to be like, how many people watched me? 
how much money am I making? You know, what are the comments? And it's just the nature of, of YouTube. You get haters. I got people telling me that I'm not qualified to talk. I got people oh commenting like, what's the point of this video? And I have other people saying like point nitpicking. They'll be like, uh, oh, you, you said steel when you meant metal or, you know, whatever. And then we get into this big, long argument. Um, yeah, it just happens. You got to have the thick skin. Everyone's going to hate. Yeah, because I guess it's kind of like, like on the one side, like you want to be a good content creator and you want to engage with your fans. But on the other side, there's there's just like stupid people. <laughs> I, 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 there's no nice way to say it. There's just like, like, should I argue with this stupid person or should I engage with my fans? So there's like... I. I see the balance, like, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so you, you recently got monetized, right? Yeah. What, what's yeah. that process like? Uh, so process is pretty simple. You have to have a certain amount of, of watch hours. I think it's 10,000. Um, and then you have to have 1000 subscribers. Okay. Then you go on, I'm sorry, my dog is crying. Um, so then you go, you go on and submit the application. So then somebody, I don't know if it's automated, but they verify to see, you know, do you really have that? Did you try to scam the system? Um, for me, I just submitted it. And a day later I was monetized and you start clicking the buttons that say, put ads on your videos. Um, okay. Pretty simple. You're in charge of how many ads. I oh, just, nice. I just did the default. So there's probably a lot of ads online. How many ads and where they pop up in the videos? Or... Yeah, you can click a button; it automates everything for you. Okay. Beginning, they'll put one at certain intervals depending on how long your video is. Um, and I just did that because I'm not, a, I'm not a big YouTuber. I'm not making a lot of money, so there's no point in me hand selecting where my ads go. Right, right. I'm just gonna let it do its thing. If people complain, they complain. Do you think eventually, if you get big enough, you'll might start like a Patreon or something like that? So I was trying to figure out where I'm going with this YouTube channel. Um, and I know probably people listening, there's someone out there that wants to start it and wants to know kind of what's involved. Um, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's easy work, but there's a lot of easy things you have to do and you have to motivate yourself. Like if I had a boss cracking the whip every day saying, you need to make two or three videos a week, they get done. But I wake up and I'm like, I should make a video. And then I start watching TV or I go to work and then I'm like, I'm too tired and things don't get done. So I'm not sure if I get bigger, I kind of don't believe in the Patreon aspect. I don't believe that they should pay me for this. Okay. I'm already getting paid in ads. I'm already getting paid in Amazon affiliate links. And so all I care about is just use those things. You're already shopping on Amazon. I'll get a cut. You don't pay me anything. And I'm not obligated to make more videos for you. So. Right. And that sounds like a great uh, avenue of passive income. Like, do you, do you think it's like uh, worth it? Like the, the, the work that you put in for the passive income that you receive? Yeah. So um, in the beginning, um, I... I was making money on Amazon links before I was monetized. So you can make money with just one video or a couple of videos or just a small website. And I was making about $50 a, a month, which doesn't sound like much, but for something I spent maybe an hour on, 
filming, editing, and it's been over a year. That adds up. You can pay your phone bills, right? Yeah, so that's how I try to think about it. I'm like, well, if I get an extra 15 a month, that's my Netflix subscription. Right. If I get this, and I'm thinking about you know when I retire, I'll never have to pay for Netflix again because passive income does that. Um, and then once I got a thousand subscribers, and you know most of them don't watch my videos. By the way, you can look at the analytics. Most people watching them, ninety something percent, are just random people that click on it, and not subscribe. Oh, interesting. So subscribers mean nothing to me. I just wanted to hit a thousand so I can monetize. All that matters is people watching and people that are going to click on my affiliate links. Um, and it just grew. So more videos you have. The, so I'm sorry. The the affiliate links, or is that the little box that pops up in the at the bottom of the screen? No, those those are just the Amazon ads. Oh, okay. Or not, not Amazon ads, the YouTube ads. Anything that pops up on the video is your AdSense account. Oh, okay. And okay. The affiliate links would be in the description, you know, where people link to products. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. So every video I'll say, if you want to support this, if you want to support this channel, um, you know, click on my affiliate links, anything you buy on Amazon afterwards, I get a credit for costs you nothing. Oh, you have to disclose and, that. Oh, you don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you say it. Like, right. So, and I thought nobody was going to click it. I'm like, who's going to listen to it to me? They're just going to go to Amazon and they're going to type in what they want to see. Um, but you'll be surprised. It shows you how many people clicked your link. And yeah, cause uh, a lot. I, I subscribe to an RSS feed and I, you know, I think like, okay, maybe like, cause this, 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 my podcast has only been up for maybe like one, maybe two weeks. Um, I'm like, okay, maybe it's only my friends that are listening to it. And there's people in Germany, there's people in Kansas people in like minnesota like like i i mean i'm i'm eternally grateful don't get me wrong i'm just like a little confused i'm like whoa people are listening to this like uh, maybe it's like uh, american soldier at the base there i don't know i don't know but that i thought that was super interesting that what analytics can show you yeah that's uh, amazing who can find you yeah and and uh so i mean the more i do this the more i, I realize like there's like little niche groups that like if you, you heard the phrase, if you build it, they will come. But if you record it, they will listen. Like it's, it's kind of surprising. Like at first I, I didn't, I thought I would get zero clicks, but I have like 70 downloads or 70 listens. I'm like, Oh, like that's, that's a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah. And then the power of like, the more you create, you know, the, the more of those numbers are going to come. So I went from $50 a month to about. 120 so that's kind of like what i get now so i get about 120 dollars a month from youtube ads and amazon affiliates and then i roll that into dividend stocks so i keep track of it I, i've made it's like 950 dollars so far in passive income from my channel and it's just going to grow the more videos i make but i'm at that point where i want to continue but i got to figure out how i'm going to work this channel along with my 40 hour, you know, regular job. Right, right, right. Cause I got laid off, um, cause of, you know, COVID and everything. So I was out of work for about six months and I was making videos and just churning them out. And then as soon as I got hired, I haven't made a video since. Yeah. And 
I don't know if you want to talk again into that or not, but I, I think, cause right now I think what's happening, there's, there's a lot of unemployment right now and I, people, and there's, I mean, there's an obvious argument. Oh, okay. People are lazy. They're, they're on their unemployment benefits, but I think it's something bigger than that. I think like during COVID, during the shutdown, like people really had a hustle. They really had to figure shit out. Like, okay, I got to fire the nanny. I got to get my kids out of uh, childcare. That's going to save me a hundred dollars a month. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to sell tamales or whatever the heck, you know, that people just got creative. And now that everything is, you know, more or less coming back to normal, they're like, well, maybe I wasn't that bad. Maybe I, you know, maybe <laughs> I, I value the time with my family. Yeah. Uh, I know there's always the handful of people that want to live off unemployment because it caught, you know, it pays a little more than their, you know, maybe fast food job or retail job. I know a couple, they refuse to go back to work because it's free money, you know, sitting on their ass. And, but I think for the most part, most people do want to work, you know, they want to get out there and do something. Um, and this little $50 a, a month, you know, I, I was on, uh, discord forums and reddit forums about people starting youtube channel and everyone was saying like everyone's hating they're always just like oh if you don't make a thousand plus a month then you failed but i'm like gatekeeping yeah i was like well 50 bucks it, it, i mean did i fail because i'm only making 50 bucks like what what's the issue here everyone's like you have to be lucky and i'm like i don't, I don't believe in luck so. And right, I mean, what, and what's considered failure? I mean, like on a long enough time frame, like you know, like what if it's just like a temporary like dip in your progress? Like who's to say? Like, I mean, in, in like jujitsu, it's very black or white, right? It's either like, you know, by the end of the of the five minutes, you're either pinned or or you're not, or you pin the other person. But in you know, outside of jujitsu, it's like okay, well, uh, who's to say what is failure? Yeah. Um, I want to, failure to me though, is, uh, again, we can take the, well, we can take both jujitsu and YouTube. Um, failure in jujitsu is just like, you just quit and never come back. Like you failed or you, you keep showing up and you don't learn from your mistakes. You know, you keep getting arm barred because you keep giving them your arm and, and it happens. Like I still give people my arm by accident all the time, but it's one of those things where you know, I sit there and be like, all right, next time I need to tuck this in more. Um, and same with YouTube. A lot of gamers want to have a YouTube channel and they play games and they post it and no one's watching. And they keep posting it and they're like, I'll just keep doing it until I hit it big. And I'm like, the reason is you didn't learn from your mistake. You made a video, no one's watching it. Make a different type of video. Right. It could be gaming, but pivot to what people want. And I think people just... You know, they get stuck doing the same thing and like, oh, I failed because of that. And YouTube didn't fail you. You not learning from your mistake is what failed. Right. Like these little adjustments that add to uh, big changes over the long run. Yeah. I totally agree with you, man. Um, so I we're at 35 minutes. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon. Before we go, and uh, once again, thank you for doing this. Um, you know, you, you can always come back whenever, anytime you want. Um, so my last question, have you ever done mushrooms? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I can talk about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Cause, uh, cause the job. 
Uh, no, no, I really haven't done it. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> one day maybe, but I, I don't know. Like, I've been uh, not mushrooms, but I've been offered to go um, to is it Peru for ayahuasca and all that? Right, no ayahuasca is man. You, my thing is start with uh, edibles, with you know gummies, then maybe yeah. mushrooms, and then ayahuasca. I don't know, man. That's like a whole different monster. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I go hard at zero to a hundred. But I've been offered and people have said to me and, and, and these are people from around the world. Like when I travel, I meet people. So for example, I met a friend in New Zealand and he said, he, and he's done it twice. And he's like, you have to go and do it. He's like, it's going to change your world and, or your, your, your mentality or something about you is going to change afterwards. And that freaked me out because what if it changes for the worst? Right, right. Change your wiring, and you know you can. You, you're not gonna come back. Uh, and I know you're very left brain, but and and so was I. Like, I okay. I haven't taken enough to take me like on a hero's journey, but I I started with maybe like two grams, and it, it's basically like a mirror. So it's like if you're in a bad place, and the mushrooms are, you know, it, it, you got to be honest with yourself because the mushrooms are gonna they're gonna show that to you. Right. And, but if you're in a good place, they're, they're going to reward you for being in a good place. But, um, uh, there's also, uh, lion's mane and that's perfectly legal. And they, they sell it at your favorite, uh, supplement store and which is also a mushroom. Um, and after watching interviews with like, uh, Paul Stamets with Joe Rogan and also like fantastic fungi, which I really recommend. Um, uh, basically what occurs when you take lion's mane is called neurogenesis. And the simplest way I can explain it is, uh, you create new nerve tracks in your brain and the mushrooms assist with that. And it's, yeah. and it's interesting because, uh, well, the mushrooms have DNAs on their own. They're not, they're not necessarily plants and they're not necessarily animals, but they have, uh, their own DNA. So when you're consuming it, you're like basically consuming another living thing. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't know, because all I thought were plants were living too, right? Like when I eat a salad. Yeah, it... yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But mu mushrooms are weird though, because they're like, like kind of like mold, where they just spread and they're not like, they don't have seeds. They have spores. It, it's hard to explain. I don't know. It's they're not exactly yeah. plants, but they're not exactly animals either. Yeah. Still so afraid of anything altering me. And you know, most people think that I'm saying it in like a bad way. Like I'm going to take some form of mushrooms or hallucinogenic and I'm going to be afraid of life. I'm more afraid of figuring life out. Oh. I'm afraid of someone being like, you know what? All the stuff that you want to do and you've been doing in life is a lie. You really need to start you know, doing this or this because I mean, right now, you know, you have to start over. Yeah. Cause I'm like, okay, my my goal in life is to make money, support myself, not be homeless and have fun. And if something rewires my brain and tells me differently, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Right, right, right. No, I totally understand that, man. Yeah. Well, this, this has been great. Uh, Pedro, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, do you have any, anything you want to support? Any, anything you want to, uh, promote your channel work? Where, where can they find you? 
yeah um they can check me out on youtube uh it's gonna be he went rogue i'll be the first thing that pops up hopefully and you know check out my videos i'm gonna make more um it's very geared towards you know music so if that's your thing check it out um but i'm gonna branch off and start doing some more stuff hopefully soon all right well thank you so much man uh we'll keep in touch yep it was fun all right i'll see you later